is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Woo! So, it's a dark and stormy night. <laughs> it literally <laughs> is. It literally is. I have a very special guest with me. His name is Vince, and he is a super wine nerd. He knows so much about wine. Vince, welcome to the Swell Suite. Hey, thank you, Sarita. Thank you so much for having me on today. This is awesome. Yeah, how are you doing? Are you still cooped up or have you been like getting out a little bit so um i've been a little defiant i've been going out (laughs) (laughs) where have you been going (laughs) uh so i have uh well for one in my job uh i'm essential so Mm. uh, i've been still going into work Um, this week i'm on vacation thank god so finally get like a break since march uh, of like going intentionally into these environments Um, i can't imagine uh, so yeah so it's it's really different but you know i mask on gloves on Mm -hmm. do my job going for a few hours and then i go home so um so it's been it's been going pretty good Um, have you been doing anything fun defiantly (laughs) (laughs) yes um so my partner and I, we went to a winery last week in Virginia. Which one? Lost Creek. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, they're up in Leesburg, Virginia. And okay. um, I was surprised. They, their wines were, like, if I got them in a blind tasting, I mm-hmm. would be surprised that, like, I would think that that's California. I wouldn't think that it's Virginia. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. So their rosé was... Um, organically grown and they have like a sustainable farm so um like in the vines where everything is it looks a little messy but um you know it it the wine was superior to my expectations I'll now say. what made you visit that winery they were the only ones that didn't require a reservation like, oh. and okay. and actually let me rephrase so like other places they did require a reservation but they didn't have any space available got it with them they were just kind of like you don't need to put down a deposit you don't need to spend a minimum you could just like go on their website say hey me and one other person and we went and Mm -hmm. um so the they only have like the outdoor seating really open sure uh, probably like four or five tables inside but no one sat inside everyone was outside Mm -hmm. and um and yeah, so that's about like it really. I mean, like um, he has a nonprofit and we we did have one small gathering of like 10 or 12 people mm-hmm. um, at, at a park. So we were outside mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we had sanitized the whole 
everywhere yeah. that we were and you know everyone kept a moderate distance from each other so we still got to be like you know together but still a little right distant. yeah <laughs> yeah my first time venturing out was last weekend oh wow my friend um and i was in pennsylvania so i drove to another state she, oh, she <laughs> really good <defiant. laughs> wait i think i didn't i didn't go too far um <laughs> we were we stayed at a little bed and breakfast for i only stayed for a day but okay. um it was black owned um bed okay. and breakfast and um we ended up at a winery and it wasn't bad it's called three hammers it's mm-hmm. it's in the poconos okay uh-huh so um they don't grow vines they you know they're 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 not a state at all they bring in grapes Okay. And they just make wine, yeah. Or um, or did they just bring in wine? I I don't know how exactly it works, but I know they don't grow grapes. Um, but their their wine was pretty good. It was it was just nice, sort of being out. It's different because we didn't drink out of wine glasses, which yep. was weird. Yeah. But um, so so we did a tasting, and they had the little plastic cups or whatever, and um, you know it was fine. I was just happy to be out, you know. Yeah. it's you know with with girls and you know, I, you know I'm, I'm married so it's my husband 24 7 which is fine that's great but um <laughs> but it was really nice to have just like a short girls trip and just like unwind and kick back you know at a winery even though it's not as sexy as it usually is but yeah yeah this whole like the way because um like I went to another winery um also in Virginia, but in a different spot. And they, they served out of plastic cups mm-hmm. and it was just like, but luckily my friends, they had, uh, they brought their own tumblers because mm. they knew that yeah. you know, a lot of places are doing their own Very thing smart. with that. Yeah. So, um, so at least, you know, tumbler was still better than the, the plastic cups. So, yeah. um, so we were, we were happy with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. 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 So before we get into you and all about you, I want to shout out a black business today. And the black business I'm shouting out is a wine and beer, beer shop in Baltimore, Maryland called Off the Rocks. So Off the Rocks is a wine and beer boutique conveniently located in Baltimore's Highland Town neighborhood. Um, check them out if you live in the Baltimore area. Their Instagram is really popping. Um, they have a really good selection of uh, small production beers and natural wines. So check them out, y'all. I'll put the link in the uh, description box. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check them out myself. Yeah. I don't live too far from, I'm like in between D.C. and Baltimore. Oh, where, do you, where do you live, if you don't mind me asking? I'm in uh, Odenton, Maryland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right by yeah. Fort Meade. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Cool. Where are you originally from? Are you originally from Odenton? The area? No, so so I was born in DC. Okay. Uh, raised in Maryland, mostly in PG County. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did for at a small amount of time in my upbringing. I was in Severn, which is the oh, next town sure. over from Odenton. Yeah. Um. So like where Arundel Mills is, it mm-hmm. was like around the corner. Ah. Um, and so now I do live back in Odenton. Um. So like next town over from where I used to be. It's like not even a five minute drive. It's yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> but more affordable housing up here. Than, oh, for sure. Then, you know, so yeah. it's a little drive. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, I got to have friends that don't mind driving to come out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Vince, yeah. um, yes. So please introduce yourself to everybody and uh, what you do and why. Yes. So hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Vince, uh, Vincent Moten. Uh, I work as a sales rep in grocery retail for a distribution company. Um, this month actually makes seven years. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've grown an enormous passion for wine through work and just learning about it. And so I didn't know anything about wine before this industry. Um, and it just, I kind of fell into it really. How does and that happen? How did everybody falls into wine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely get into that in a okay. second. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I currently have a couple certifications um, Wine Experience Education Trust is uh, a world-renowned organization, so I held um, Level 2 Wine with them and Level 2 Spirits, um, and then I'm enrolled in WSET Level 3 in Wine, uh, and I enrolled in Intro to Quartermaster Sommelier's uh, program, so it's supposed to be in September, but it, you know, if things start mm -hmm. closing again, I don't know sure. if it's going to happen, but uh, I'm preparing for my exam now as it's going to happen in September. Um, and yeah, so, it, you know, it, um, I started a wine tasting and consulting business as a hybrid platform at first, Elevate Your Taste, and my partner helped me form the LLC last year. Nice. So getting <laughs> how I fell into wine. <laughs> um, so it's a funny story. So like I, I started off, um, in my previous employment, working for an overnight merchandising company that uh, um, served in grocery stores. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend who he worked with me, but he worked for a different company. And so, um, you know, he was like, we were always just boys because, you know, he's in the cars, I'm in the cars. So that was like our link when we were in the stores. We would talk about different cars that we liked. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then I stopped seeing them. Um, I went from becoming a merchandiser to a manager for like six months. And then I was a manager for a year before I transitioned into wine. And so in between that time, you know, I saw him in one of the stores I was, um, and I was just kind of confused. I was like, yo, what are you doing here? He was like going to the wine section. He was like, oh, I work for a wine company now. I was like, what? That's like mm -hmm. the strangest thing in the world. Like a wine <laughs> company. And I was like, well, what's the pay like? And he was like, better than what we were getting. Like, That's why I'm here. <laughs> and so I was like, well, put me on, you know. I'm, I, li listen, I'm ready to make a jump. Yeah. And um, so then he, you know, he put in a good word for me. And, you know, a few months kind of rolled by because position fell through the first time, not because of me, but just because someone else grabbed it. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know, I was like, ah, okay. And then. Uh, another opportunity came up a few months later and I was like, filled it out. I met with his boss, his boss's boss and HR all the same day. And they said, you're basically starting on this date. And wow. ironically, that was um, July 29th, 2013, when I started. So almost exactly wow, seven, seven years, years ago. Um, yes, yeah, huh. so I had already put in my notice with my other job at this point and um, was just giving myself like a week to transition. And then, um, you know, we were sales reps. Um, and then he left 
and went to Safeway to be a wine department manager for a mm. year and then he ended up coming back and so now he's my boss and yeah and it's wow. it's, it's great because like you know like we'll he'll get into boss mode and then like immediately after he'll be like all right where are we going to go eat it's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's so great it's so great so, that's awesome so, yeah i'm really lucky to have him as as a, a, a great leader um mm -hmm. for for our team and uh and so, yeah, it's, it's just every time when I like, just think about like how that, you know, God just worked all that out for me. Cause it was, there was like, to me, no other way. So, yeah. 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 Was there, um, so how did you feel about wine at that point? And then when did you make that shift? Like, Ooh, I think I might love wine. Yeah. So, um, I, I want to say when I first started, I was immediately enrolled into the WSET class. Um, the WSET was actually an option. Like we had an internal class that my company had created that was similar in format to mm -hmm. uh, WSET, but it wasn't, you know, and they said, when you sign up for it, you can enroll in this too and, and just take it. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't take anything away. It's just instead of one test, you take two. So I said, sure, I'll, I mean, might, might as well, the company's paying for it. So right. Um, and just through that process, like I remember still, um, Bill Van Hall, he was my instructor, um, in, in the program. And I just remember like how excited he was like, just talking about wine. And then I'm like sitting there, like going through the whole grid of just information and, you know, things to look for when I'm like tasting the wine and smelling the wine and looking at it and all this other stuff. I'm like, yo, this is so interesting. Like, you know, I mean, we, our species, we are like obsessed with this thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, I'm starting to get obsessed with it now myself. Like, <laughs> and, um, and then I just, I kept at it. And like, when I got my first certification, you know, and again, because it was optional and I like, when I passed, I was like, yo, okay. Like I was one paying attention and two, I'm like, all right, so there's there's a little something here. And luckily I have, you know, a family that really embraced, you know, this side of me of mm -hmm. like being Vince the wine guy. And mm -hmm. that's how like I became as like, oh, any anyone want to do a wine tasting? So like some of my cousins, you know, they would let me set up. They said, you know, bring some wine over and just talk about it. And back then I definitely didn't really know much about like how to articulate mm -hmm. that many things, but I knew a few key buzzwords that could like get me by. Um, and it, it was a really defining moment when in, in 2015, I was working for uh, Diageo Moet Hennessy, their portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, and on the liquor side, cause I had, I wanted to see if that was anything and liquor wasn't really my thing. But in that experience, um, I had met the winemaker of Vu Clico, Delphine mm. Gabor. Sure. And um, it was a very, like, it was a, it was a very, very nice opportunity. Like, I can't even describe how, it was like at the Oriental Hotel in Southwest, mm -hmm. and we were in a room that was in another room. So like, no one, like you would have to know where to go to find where we were. And you walk in this room, everyone's got like, basically, glasses of all of the Clicos. 
So like from yellow label to rosé, vintage brew, vintage rosé, Le Grand Dame Blanc, Le Grand Dame Rosé, Demi Sec. And then on the side, they had a few of the like vintages. And I was just like, wow, this is incredible. So I made sure I was like one of the first ones there. I sat right in the front. I said, I'm going to be a sponge because mm -hmm. one, she's, she's French. So her English is going to be like, yeah. I'm not going to hear her from in the back. Like I need right. to be right here. And so um, we're going through the different wines and then we get to Le Grand Dame Blanc 2004. And it just, I never had anything like it. It's incredible champagne. And so after that, I, I bought a bottle, but, um, you know, it was like, I started describing it. I was like, it's aromatic, it's silky smooth, it's this and that. And like, she lit up and she was like, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the lady who signs off on this. Mm -hmm. And like, my mind was exploding because I'm like, I'm understanding like the work that she's putting into this. You room. are where you're supposed to be. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so it was just like, okay, you need to definitely pursue more in this. And I hate to kind of say like, you know, it wasn't that I was waiting per se, but like I wanted the company to provide more education mm -hmm. um, because I knew that they would offer up to level three and anything mm -hmm. beyond that, um, you know, I knew that I would have to pursue on my own. And so, so that was in 2015 when that experience happened. I transitioned back into wine. And then since then, in 2018, they, they started doing WSET2 in spirits independently. And so you have to take that before you can do WSET3 in wine. At least that's just how we have it set up. Okay. And so I did that. And then I um, was eligible immediately. So like February of the next year, um of 2019 i well i, I want to say first in november of 2018 i passed with distinction in spirits and then in december they put out an all call saying who in dc wants to do l3 wine because mm. they have to have at least 10 people we had 17 people sign up mm. and so then i enrolled and that course began in February of 2019 mm. um, and I got through um, the program and we had a um, we had the exam and I passed the tasting portion with distinction but uh, I fell short with the theory mm -hmm. and I knew exactly where I did wrong and it was with the short answer section mm -hmm. and so I was up for um, I only have to do the theory portion now because I'm still okay. um, in that. And, um, but now with COVID, like I think it's right. got pushed back to February because originally it was supposed to be next month. Um, and so I'm like, I'm excited because I'm like, I know I'm going to pass this time because I yeah. knew, you know, like yeah. where the multiple choice wasn't my issue. It was just like, I got to question number one of that short answer. Mm -hmm. That thing said, talk about a German Riesling from this specific Rheingau. And I was mm. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I just like froze. And I'm like, I spent way too much time on question one. And, you know, but it, again, it was learning experience. Right. And, you know, so definitely not mad at it. And I know I'm going to pass, you know, when I take it again. So absolutely, you know, that is, uh, that is definitely the goal. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's an awesome story. <laughs> so how did you get from that point to launching Elevate Your Taste? So um, in 2016, 
So this was shortly after um, meeting Delphine Laborde and switching back into one. I was at a uh, like a Super Bowl party with some friends, and you know we were talking about wine. Um, and then I brought over this like Malbec that I picked up from Total Wine. It was, it was like a ten dollar Malbec. But what was interesting is it had uh, they sourced their grapes from two different elevations, and so it gave it a, a, a pretty unique taste. At least at that point, like for me and the the people that all of us that were drinking, and we were like, "Yo, this is really good." And I brought up some other stuff I don't really remember. That was the only one I took a picture of. And um, there was uh, there was like this consensus in the room. They're like, "Vince, you need to like, mm. you know," because I posted on my normal page, my personal Instagram page, like pictures of me drinking wine or evaluating wine. And they're like, "No, you need to make like a separate thing." Like. Mm-hmm dedicated to this and I don't know if it was from that conversation or what have you because that part I don't remember unfortunately but Elevate Your Taste was born in Mm. February of 2016 and um, it started off just like as a hobby thing I was like you know I post pictures of wine that I like and like Mm -hmm. that's you know just very minimal yeah Um, and then as in 2019 when I started doing uh, tastings and my partner was like, cause he's a lawyer. So, you know, he knows uh, a good bit about, you know, alcohol and the law mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and like how you need to make sure that you are protecting yourself. Yeah. And sure your business is its own thing. So if anyone sues, it's the suing the business. Yeah. You cause they yeah. You don't want to be directly attached to that. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, that's actually a very good point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so it was so crazy because, um, you know, he was asking me like, hey, have you set up your um, EIN like to form the LLC? And I kept pushing it off, pushing it off. And then my birthday is in December. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do it, you know, around that time or whatever. Because Thanksgiving had came around and he was asking me and I was like, okay, I'm going to get it done before the end of the year. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So how about the same day that I go on Virginia's website and go to set it up? He had set it up. And it was oh. so, it was so weird because I was like, I go to try to register and I'm like, it's already taken. And it was like set up today. And so... <laughs> he could not wait for you it was like like, baby you take it too long with this and so (laughs) i go and i call him i'm like um so i tried to set this thing up and i'm just trying to figure out like did you set this up for and he was like well i was going to surprise you for your birthday but happy birthday and i was like oh my (laughs) god that was so amazing and that's a great birthday gift yeah and so you know it's like it's an official llc in the state of virginia and you know i have to get like um uh like i have to get certified in as far as like doing business in dc and Mm -hmm. maryland you know legally but um that at least now on paper like you know is there so the foundation's there and um and so yeah so i'm like oh my god that's this is like what are the odds <laughs> like the exact same day and i think it was like an hour or two before i was oh checking. my gosh because it showed like the 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 filing time and everything oh wow and i'm like 
wow, that's crazy. So now the goal for it though is to um, fulfill the need of increasing exposure, uh, awareness, and understanding as much about wine as possible. Sure. Um, heavily focused on the uh, people of color, black mm-hmm. people, because um, as with everything that's going on as well. Um, yeah. You know, but it's always been like my drive to see more people that look like me in this mm-hmm. space because we do exist. We're not invisible. Yeah. Um, and so it's just now there's so much more drive, you know, to, to yeah. definitely like push that and, you know. Because you're very active in the Black Wine Lovers group. If you are anyone of color and you like wine or even like remotely interested in wine, join the Black Lovers group on um, Facebook. That's where me and Vince met. Yes. And uh, yeah, you and Tavon and wine. Oh, wait. Yeah, and wine, y'all yeah. started like actual like meetups where we could see yes. each other in person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. when I when I found uh, Black Wine Lovers last year, um, I was so shocked that there mm-hmm. wasn't already, you know, like weekly or monthly events happening in the mm-hmm. DC area. Because yes. I saw so many people were posting, they're like, yeah, I'm in the DMV, I'm in the DMV, I'm in the, mm-hmm. and I'm like, so then here. where, where is everyone at? Like, if we all here, like, and so I, you know, uh, you know what I think the problem is? I what? think that I can only speak like from my standpoint, like, mm-hmm. I only did wine events for like wine people in the area. So it never dawned on me that other people were as interested in wine as I was. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I, I knew that like with me having like my studies going on and, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think the, the finding of the group, was part of when I was looking for like a study group, a Mm. wine study group Mm -hmm. um, locally. And I found that um, Black Wine Lovers page and I was like, oh, oh, absolutely. Let me, let me fill this, you know, three easy questions to keep out spam. I'm here for it, Mm -hmm. you know? And it has just been like a blessing because, you know, when we had our first meetup in October mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we had the 20 people there. I was yeah. so excited. I'm, oh my God. That was so fun. Yes, <laughs> it was yes. so much fun. And then when we did it in November and it was over mm-hmm. 50 people, I was yeah. like, what? That was also fun. Yes. yes. It was oh, <laughs> such a great time. Yeah. And, um, you know, all those city winery, you know, they, some people ain't get their bottles. Um, but oh. I, yeah, yeah. Some people like had put in and, yeah, but I mean, mm. but I feel like, you know, they, they restructured and they, they figured some things out after that point. And, you know, so it, it wasn't, it wasn't entirely their fault. I'll mm. say that, you know, mm. because they had a major event going on upstairs uh, at the same time. And I don't know what their staffing was like, but, mm. um, but yeah, but I know Rebecca, she did amazing um, with Ann McDowell. Um, they both did great at like, just coordinating any immediate issues we were having, we were mm-hmm. like on it. Yeah. So I tried to work the room as much as I could to like mm-hmm. make sure it was all right. Um, but I did, we put out like a little survey and like two people did say that, you know, they had never gotten, and I was like, oh, mm. I wish you had said something then. Like, yeah, definitely made sure that we would have taken care of that. Hmm. Uh, 
but yeah, like those were, those were great times and seeing stuff like that, you know, it just inspired me to, you know, want to do more things like that. And, um, and then all this, I had so many like plans and then, you know, this year with yeah. COVID, yeah. everything like, yeah. you know, so next year, probably the latter portion of the year, mm-hmm. you know, some things might maybe hopefully get back to something that we remember, but, yeah. um, but I'm definitely not looking for any, any big things happening this year in mm-hmm. the first half of next year. Yeah, no, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, last series question, mm-hmm. what advice would you give someone who is trying to get into the wine industry? Um, be ready to be a shark in a way. Mm. Like, okay. You, you have to be really aggressive in, uh, so I, I'll speak from my experience. I worked, in the off-premise sector. So there's on-premise and off-premise. For those people who may not know, off-premise is in respect to liquor stores, fine wine shops, grocery stores, uh, wherever those markets allow beer and wine uh, to be sold in supermarkets. And then on-premise would be um, hotels, restaurants, Mm -hmm. clubs, bars, um, anything, cafes, anything that is where you drink on the premises. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on-premise is definitely not the move for anyone. I, I would strongly, I mean, even if you are putting in for a job for like on-premise manager, it's not really like an ideal time to do that. Um, I, would, I would suggest there's a bunch of companies, distribution companies that you can, um, you know, work for and definitely look for any of their off-premise positions to at least get your foot in the door because obviously as you can't buy here so people are buying there you know um and you know so there's companies like republic national distribution um they're the number one in dc as far as with the market share uh and then you have breakthrough beverage then you have southern glaciers wine and spirits bacchus um you have opichi really small company Country Vintner, Winebell Group, another, you know, but those are like the avenues, like check out any of their websites. Um, I'll make sure to send Sarita, you know, the the names with their, um, you know, that would be my advice because, you know, like even if you're transitioning into something, it's helpful if you know someone because mm. um, one of my friends, he was a mechanic and now he's a sales rep. Uh, wow. I helped, yeah, I helped him. Um get in and he's also cool with my boss so you know mm-hmm. it i mean just the it it made it made um you know a, a easier path i'll say that mm-hmm. uh, for that in a lot of instances a lot of the opportunities come up through the connection to someone else so if you don't work in the industry currently and are like but if you work in something remotely related like if you work in the restaurant scene and you try to switch over, like that's an easier, um, mm-hmm. easier sell. But otherwise just put in and say, Hey, I'm looking for a career change. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about wine. I want to learn more about wine or liquor. Like if you're into liquor or if you find any of the beer companies, cause there's plenty of opportunities on that side too. So, um, you know, the alcohol beverage industry is like so many avenues. Yeah. How, um, has your job changed, um, a lot since COVID? Uh, yes. So we are restricted in the hours of service. So like before 
um, you know, anytime between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. like would be the range where I could, you know, work anywhere in between that that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, I always has been the concept has always been ideally earlier, just because if you get your order in before someone else, you know, if something's low in inventory, you'll be able to grab it for if you like really need it. The later that you wait, you know, the mm-hmm. the more stuff that you could potentially miss out on. Now, uh, they have us going in between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. Yeah, through the weekend. Because their idea is they don't want us to be in crowded stores and in crowded environments. So uh, it has been a very, very rough adjustment, um, you know, to be in a store at 6 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. You know, when before I could get into a store about like 8.30, like, you know, that two and a half hours makes a difference. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then, you know, the blessing is, you know, I still am getting paid. I'm still, you know, like they haven't reduced my salary. Mm, Thank Um, God for that. Right. And so, you know, and, and like we have annual shutdowns. So like I'm on vacation this week. Um, so they still went through with that. And mm-hmm. that was amazing to me because I thought that with COVID, that, like, they were just going to say, you know, take your weeks as you mm-hmm. need to. But, you know, we're not doing this. Um, but no, they said that we're still following at least this part. So I said, wow, okay. So it's been nice to like, just wake up when I want to this week. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Are you going to go anywhere local? Um, maybe like a staycation somewhere. So probably for my August vacation, I will. Um, and even then, you know, there'll probably be more things that'll be closed again, but, Mm. uh, probably just maybe go up to Virginia mountains and Shenandoah Ridge or, um, or even like Rocky Mount. I have family down there in North Carolina. That would probably be like the furthest. Yeah. I wouldn't really want to travel too, too far. Mm-hmm. You know? Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia. That's like, yeah, maybe a little bit of PA, but like I yeah. really wouldn't want to go that much further than that. Yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're at the second part of our show where I ask you just random stuff. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> all right. First question. Have mm-hmm. you picked up any habits during the last few months? Well, you haven't really been home. So no. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what habits you <laughs> could have picked up, good or bad. Well, so good habit. My partner and I, um, we both, so it was hilarious. Like for the longest time, like we would always make the excuse that we do so much, we never have time to cook at home. Oh. And yeah, like we would always go out, we would always be doing something and mm-hmm. going somewhere yeah. and you know, we would definitely make plans. And so we were just eating out everywhere. Mm. And now, so good habit, we've been cooking a lot more at home. Mm. Um, and like last week, like he made, uh, oh my God, it was just so amazing. It was a steak that we did a reverse sear, his second time ever making steak. So he said, I'm doing steak, you do the sides. Okay. So, you know, I was able to, you know, whip up the potatoes and string beans. And, you know, we've been watching this lady. Um, I am going to plug her because she's hilarious. Uh, Stovetop Kisses. Oh, sure. And, yeah, she's yeah, good. <laughs> she's hilarious. She's so good, though. And 
So we looked at like how to do one of her reverse sear steaks. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were like, you know, we're going to do it. And, you know, God just made everything happen because Harris Teeter had the steaks on sale that day too. See, and look at God. That was, was like, it. Just come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was like, all right. So he handled that. And I'm telling you, I felt like I was at like Ruth's Chris or something. Mm. Just we did the medium with, you know, just everything was cooked to perfection. And I was just so blown away. So that's a great habit that we've been picking up, like trying different recipes and cooking and all that. So it's like, yeah. That's awesome. Um, Let's see. I have one of my habits Mm. is um, spending more time outside. Yeah, uh, I have like a front. We have like we don't have big yards, the front and the back, but we do have a substantial front yard and a substantial like backyard. Okay. And a lot of times you're just like coming and going, coming and going, and mm-hmm. you just don't spend time out there. So a lot of time I'm outside. Uh, yeah. I try to work outside when the weather's nice, especially early in the morning, yeah. and just have breakfast outside. So just spending a lot more time outside. Definitely. One of the habits yeah. I've created. Yeah. That sounds so therapeutic. I'm like, yes. I'm literally picturing like hearing the birds chirping, mm-hmm. having either a mimosa or coffee or whatever, yes. and yeah. just like relaxing and getting. Yeah. Working. However, I mean, I am in the city. So, <laughs> you know, you're going to get city sounds. So, <laughs> yeah. Anybody that's going to pass by here and there. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. The fire truck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, I mean, our backyard faces an alley. So, you know, Negroes. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. What have you been drinking the most Ooh, lately? Great question. So, um, I've been doing like, uh, so the funny thing is my, um, through this like journey of like learning more about wine and stuff, I've been, always drinking like more wine in general, just like I try to pick up like a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, but um, our happy medium seems to be um, like the oaky and buttery Chardonnays from California. Really? That okay. stout, yeah. And okay. it's like, I know that one of, um, one of the ones that uh, my partner, he really loves bread and butter, that brand. Mm, yeah. It just, that, it just really does something for him. Um, and for me, I'm like, this is not bad to drink, you know, just when I'm thinking of, you know, just having something regular cause he doesn't drink red wine. So I'm always like, oh, really? Oh, I, I okay. Yeah. I'm still working on that. Damn. So what's, <laughs> wait, what did y'all have with the steak? So with the steak, we did have Theopolis. Um, okay. we had Theopolis Petit Syrah Rosé oh. and it was the perfect pairing because uh, like there was so much between the, the intensity of the petite Syrah, yeah. you know, and the rosé being barrel aged for six months mm-hmm. and just like the super dark color, first of all, was like, I loved seeing that. It. it almost looked like cranberry juice. Mm. Um, and, but it has so much complexity and structure yeah. um, that really complemented, you know, the, the steak very well. So I was, I was praying cause I'm like, we had tried a steak before and we had a Ribeiro del Duero, um, and he didn't care for it. That's a Spanish okay. uh, red wine from central Spain uh, for those people who may not know. And yeah, he didn't care for that one much at all. Um, so I was like, all right, well, 
let's try. We're going to go out on a limb here. Um, and I said, I think that, you know, first of all, this is a black woman that made this rosé. So exactly. I'm already here for it. Yeah. But then two, I'm like, it's petite Syrah. Petite Syrah is so powerful. Like It is. And even though it's in a rosé format, I feel like it should still have some good power. And it did. Yeah. So, um, and he loved it. And so I'm like, all right, let me find out. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, I don't really know what I've been drinking more of. Just pretty much everything, honestly. Yeah. I've <laughs> because I mean I went through um a black wine phase where I was buying nothing but black wine. So now that's out. Mm-hmm. Um I've drank all of that. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I I still have to try. Oh, you got Bakken. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to try that. Um, yeah. Cuz I and I saw that you I think didn't you I posted up? him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Um today I'm drinking Albarino. Tomorrow you just never know. I don't know what's down there at that bar, but um yeah. yeah that's what I'm drinking today. And it's been so hot. Yes. Um that I've been drinking a lot of bubbles of course and um a lot of rosé. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Name something small you do to decompress. Um, hmm. well, I give myself like 30 minutes of just like not checking my phone, Mm -hmm. um, not thinking about wine, um, (laughs) Not really like just kind of like centering on my, it's almost like meditation, but you know, it's, it's not like, I'll just put the phone away and I'll just like sit down and I'll just relax. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just something that kind of like helps me recalibrate. And then it's like, okay, like yeah, going with all this stuff again. And, yeah. Um, no, and that's helps. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Something small, I started a while ago and I'm continuing on, but I have this app and it's called Ambiance and it has every natural sound that you can think of. Everything from birds chirping to like all types of like water sounds from the ocean to like rain sitting in the window pane, like all sorts of sounds. So a lot of times when I get up and instead of going to Instagram or scrolling through Facebook, I would just turn on the ambiance sound and just like give myself like 10 minutes of just like a peaceful sound. Oh, that sounds uh, so great. Yeah. 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 Right. It's small, but yet very big. It, it gets, gets my day very peaceful. Starts yeah. my day out very peaceful. That's amazing. Yeah. I have to add that. Cause I have, um, the, I have calm. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I use that sometimes in the evening. Um, mm-hmm. just to kind of give myself a few, um, whenever, whenever the phone is near me and I'm still just kind of like, you know, I'll put that on and then it's just like yeah. off to the side, but, um, yeah. yeah. Even I'm when definitely- I see the calm commercials and it says mm-hmm. do nothing for 10 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever it is, yeah. I stop like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so calming. It is. So calming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was the last baked good that you ate? Mm, I feel like I had some cookies. Yeah. Yeah, we we had some cookies that we bought um from uh just like giant or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So for me, 
um, when was this? On Sunday, mm -hmm. I participated in a, um, a Georgia wine event. Ooh. And so it was, um, it was like a wine dinner, but at your house. Yeah. So I picked up the wine, the, the wine and food kit. So mm -hmm. the chef of the restaurant, oh gosh, I forgot the name of the restaurant. It's called Common Something. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, I picked up the bag. And so it was six courses and Ooh. it was sort of like a cook along. So okay. everything wasn't prepared, yeah. Um, but most of the items were. And one of the items in the bag was, I don't know how to pronounce whatever this dish is, but mm. just think of cheesy bread. So it's just like um, um, a piece of bread that is like the shape of a football, but it's flat and you okay. put cheese on top and yeah. then you bake it halfway and then you add an egg, right? Oh, then okay. you pull it out, mm -hmm. pull it out the oven, and then you mix the egg with the cheese, mix the egg with the cheese. And it's just like this cheesy, gooey goodness, right? And you eat it like that. Wow. That was the last baked good I had. Okay. Yeah. I've Come had it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it at an actual restaurant and it was very, very good. Um, nice. it, didn't, it didn't come out this, quite the same at my house, but it's fine. It was still good. It was just cheesy bread. Yeah. But that was the last big good I had. Nice. I don't really have a sweet tooth, so that was, um, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was on point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I kind of asked you this question already. Like, when was your next road trip since we can't leave the country anytime soon? Yeah. Um, um yeah like probably it's good just definitely gonna do something in um august yeah um like the week of the 17th mm -hmm. um so we're we're gonna probably just get on the road either that thursday night or thursday like because he he will go into the office two days a week and he usually goes in on thursdays oh okay but he's usually done by like four or five o'clock or whatever and by that time, I mean, there's really no rush hour. Like, I mean, there's traffic, but it's nothing like yeah. rush hour. So yeah. um, if we do go somewhere, you know, we won't. We won't yeah, uh, probably the farthest I go with with my husband is probably like somewhere I can take my dog, maybe a little, a little cabin in Virginia or somewhere. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, nowhere far. Same for me. All right. Last question. Mm -hmm. Have you ordered out lately? Mm -hmm. If so, where did you order from? So yesterday we had Cadoba. Ooh, um, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was like our post-workout meal. Mm. Um, so that was, yeah, that was the last, and it was, it was really good too. Like I always just have ever since, you know, between Moe's and Cadoba, like mm -hmm. Chipotle is just not even in the same. Sure. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Huh. Um, when's the last time I eat out? I don't really eat out, honestly, but we had a beautiful dinner um in the Poconos at a small restaurant called Native. Okay. Um, and I had squid pasta and clams. Ooh. Oh, okay. God. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, nice. it was awesome. That was the last time I eat out. Okay. This was so fun. Thank you for joining yeah. me, Vince. This was great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And um, before you go, mm -hmm. tell everybody, uh, do you have anything coming up that we need to be aware of? Um, so I'm going to do a um, Instagram live uh, on August the 6th. Mm. Uh, 
Um, I haven't set a time just yet. I'm still kind of figuring that out. It's probably going to be anywhere between five and seven though. August the 6th, um, I'll be doing an Instagram live. I'll be talking about three wines um, and it'll be like from a region. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, okay. I'll be putting the flyer out probably either about Saturday or Sunday of this week. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll definitely, the, the flyer will be out a little bit more than a week before it'll happen. So okay um, so yeah and then uh you can find me on instagram elevate your taste that's with the s on the end um elevate your t-a-s-t-e-s -E uh, i am also on facebook same handle i have a website elevateyourtaste.com um i post a little bit on twitter uh at at taste your and um yeah that's pretty much uh pretty much where you can find me Awesome. Well, Vince, thank you so very much for joining me today. And yeah. I hope you and your partner stay safe. Definitely. Hopefully yeah. you and your husband stay safe as well. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. All right. Good night. Good night. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Swirl Speed, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a comment. Send us emails. If you have a guest in mind that you think should be on the show, let us know. And also on Friday, August 21st, the Swirl Speed will be holding a session with the Wine Media Conference. It'll be all virtual. And uh, we're going to be talking about race and wine. So check us out. I'll have the link in the description box. But uh, cheers and stay safe.